Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest for Wednesday, January 20th, 2010. In today's front page headlines, the GOP surges to victory in Massachusetts. Patrolling Haiti, U.S. troops fill a void, and Obama pressing for protections against lenders. In today's business headlines, MetLife is top bidder for Alico unit of AIG. Shift to services by IBM leads to record profits, and JAL bankruptcy filing sets off revamping and bailout. There are more business stories as well as more national and world news ahead, the latest from the sports page in New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This morning's top story is titled GOP Surges to Victory in Massachusetts, reported from Boston by Michael Cooper. Scott Brown, a Republican state senator, rode an old pickup truck in a growing sense of unease among independent voters to an upset Tuesday when he was elected to fill the Senate seat that was long held by Edward Kennedy in the overwhelmingly Democratic state of Massachusetts. By a decisive margin, Brown defeated Martha Coakley, the state's attorney general, who had been considered a prohibitive favorite to win just over a month ago after she easily won the Democratic primary. With 99% of the vote counted, Brown had 52% of the vote to Coakley's 47%. Tonight, the independent voice of Massachusetts has spoken, Brown told his cheering supporters in a victory speech, standing in front of a backdrop that said, The People's Seat. The election left Democrats in Congress scrambling to salvage a bill overhauling the nation's health care system, which Kennedy had called the cause of my life. Brown has vowed to oppose the bill, and once he takes office, the Democrats will no longer control the 60 votes in the Senate needed to overcome filibusters. There were immediate signs that passage of the bill could be far more difficult now. After the results were announced, one centrist Democratic senator, Jim Webb of Virginia, called on Senate leaders to suspend any votes on the Democrats' health care legislation until Brown is sworn into office. The election, he said, was a referendum on both health care and the integrity of the government process. Beyond the bill, the election of a man supported by the Tea Party movement also represented an unexpected reproach by many voters to President Obama after his first year in office and struck fear into the hearts of Democratic lawmakers. Brown was able to appeal to independents who were anxious about the economy and concerned about the direction taken by Democrats now that they control all the branches of government, both on Beacon Hill and in Washington. He rallied his supporters when he said at the last debate that he was not running for Kennedy's seat, but for the people's seat. That said, held for nearly half a century by Kennedy, the liberal lion of the Senate will now be held for the next two years by a Republican, who has said he supports waterboarding, opposes a cap-and-trade program to reduce carbon emissions, and opposes a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants, unless they leave the country. Brown ran strongest in the suburbs of Boston, where independent voters turned out in large numbers. Coakley did best in urban areas, winning in Boston and running ahead in Springfield, Worcester, Fall River, and New Bedford. But her margins were not large enough to carry her to victory.